Good afternoon, everyone. This is Podflix, episode 210. I'm your host, Nish, and with me as always are... I mean to go real. <laughs> I am also here. That's great. All right. My co-hosts, I'm eating oatmeal, and I'm also here. <laughs> and how are the two of you doing today? We're going to do this uh, do this episode NPR style because we are low energy. It's interesting, but when you talk like that, it's like Batman, but you've given up. <laughs> <laughs> low, low energy Batman. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> or don't. Whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> low, low energy Batman. I can put that in my stable of impressions. <laughs> All right, we are here, uh, episode 210. We are um, battling, uh, in, in addition to being maybe low energy, maybe not, who knows? Maybe we'll be high energy by the time this ends. But um, we are also, all seem to be maybe battling weird internet troubles. So who knows? We might be, you know, coming, coming cutting in and out of this. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have edited it all out and it won't be anything to you guys. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We're going to we'll edit see. it out? I don't know. Well, I'm not going to edit it out. You're <laughs> going to edit it out. So we on that one, huh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, appreciate the help just, there, buddy. Yeah, just no like problem. the movie where we're, we're really setting this podcast in 1984 technology. Yeah. No, you you give it to me. Uh, I will edit it out. I'll, I'll print it out, and then I have some scissors, and I can kind of just cut the pieces out. That's that's what you guys do, right? Paul Pace, and then, right? And then you fax it back into the computer. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I can do that. All right, I can do that. I got one of you know at work we have one of those big uh, paper cutter machines, so I can do it quickly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, exactly. All right, done and done. Cool. Problem right. solved. Uh, what are we going to actually talk about on this episode? Um, we watched uh, the recent movie Air. It's a documentary, I believe, about Air. What is it? Why is it so important to us? I thought we watched Air Bud. Which Air Bud, though? The one. Yeah. Can we rank all the Air Buds for a second? I've never seen it. I haven't either. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know any of the names of the Air Buds no. movie? I only know two. I only know Air Bud, of course, and Air Bud Golden Receiver, which is the football one. Was there a prequel? I, I have no idea if they go in order or if they're prequels or what. Um, but I would imagine, um, I know there's a baseball one. I know there's a, really? is there a hockey one? I'm pretty sure there's a hockey one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There is. This dog is, of this dog is a hell of an athlete, huh? Yes. I wonder if they're all supposed to be different air buds or not. Uh, air bud seventh inning fetch. That was, that was the, uh, that was the baseball one. Uh, air bud world pup was the soccer one. Um, that's not bad. These, these titles are pretty good. Airbud spikes back. I don't know. That doesn't have anything to do. That's that's not a dog related one. That's Airbud playing a, volleyball. Oh, that was maybe about track. Oh, spike. I get it. Spikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he never plays hockey. Huh. Kinda what a loser. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they couldn't pretend to put a golden retriever on ice skates. I mean, that would, would, they put, would they put him up with a baseball glove in his hands? Yeah, I think so. You know, a dog, uh, a dog glove. They have those. Just catch the baseball playing his, dogs. Catch it with his mouth. I'm assuming. I don't know. It's a good question. That would make a lot of sense, but you know, look, look, look at what we're talking about here. He's got in on the cover of the uh, movie poster. He's got the bat in his. Oh my god, what is going on with this? Okay, he he he's wearing an angel's hat, of course, because it's Disney. He um has a aluminum bat in his mouth. He's wearing like a uh, warm-up jacket as well, which is like, is he also a pitcher? Um, and there is a raccoon with a baseball sitting next to him. Hmm. I don't know if this is part of, part of Air Bud lore, like the raccoon is like his best friend or something, or if the raccoon is introduced in this movie. Oh, the raccoon is introduced in this movie. The raccoon's name, of course, is Rocky Raccoon. Right. Should we watch I mean, this movie for the show? Yeah, probably, right? What else? Airbud seventh inning fetch. Do you think it's on Disney Plus? Probably. All right. Well, we got our thing for the next show. <laughs> the movie everyone was hoping we'd watch. Airbud seventh inning fetch. I thought this was just the movie we watched this week. What did you watch? I watched uh, the Air Up There. Oh shit! Is that the Kevin that, Bacon that, movie? Yeah, it's a Kevin Bacon movie. Okay. Good. You got it. All right. Any, any other airs we can think of? Air America. There you go, Air America. What was Air America about? I can't remember now. Uh, that was wasn't that the airlifting stuff into like Korea or Vietnam or something? Oh, or I, think I think you're right. Movie? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think I, I, I think you're right. I can only think of it as like the ill-fated like liberal talk show radio talk radio thing that Al Franken was part of before he became a oh, senator. That's right. Wasn't that also called Air America? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Con Air, we got. Don't forget mm-hmm. Con Air. That is true. I mean, once you get there, then we got like we got like Air Force One. The air up. A question yeah. for you guys. Do, do either of you have a pair of Jordans? Currently? No, not currently. I don't think I ever had a pair of Jordans. I had like Nike Airs, but I didn't have Air Jordans. Oh. Do you remember the thing was you used to like pop the air bubble in the in the Nike Airs? Did you ever yes. do that? With a 100%. pen? Yes. Totally. With a pen. Yeah, absolutely. Pulling back the curtain niche today, I, I had told Paul about these Jordans that were like these hip shoes. Apparently, it's like it's all the rage to have these low top Jordans. And, and he was texting me. He's like, which ones are those? Why were, <laughs> why, why, why were you texting me about them? Oh, you didn't get the picture I sent? When, when I paid my credit card bill, they're like, oh, we have a special for like, you know, 10% off Nike shoes right now. And I was like, oh, oh. which one? Tell me about these Jordans. Which one did you like? <laughs> which color did you go with? Did you get one? I didn't get them yet, but I, I I can't decide which ones I like. They I have to say like they're they're pretty nice and like they're pretty like I don't want to say grown up because that sounds weird, but like I mean <laughs> they're Big pretty boy shoes. Well, I can, know, right? You, you can kind of wear them with anything. It's a thing, right? I see people wear them into like upscale places with a blazer, and then I see just like people walking around with them with hoodies. All right, fuck. I'll, I'll, let me. I'm, I'm not gonna look at them right now, but I'm gonna go so I can I did, look at them later. <laughs> I did. I once in my life, I owned a pair of Air Jordans, even though I was not really a basketball player. I just remember they. No were, way. 
I just remember they were purple. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like I like how you said not really a basketball player. You dabble. <laughs> you you can you can well, hoop it was, up sometimes. I was trying to decide <laughs> should I talk about the should I talk about the one season I played in fifth grade where I scored one basket the entire season or not? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh mean, no, it was it wasn't for lack of trying. I, I put up a lot of shots. <laughs> Brick. Our senior year in high school, we all participated in our, our bad basketball. Self created bad basketball league in gym That's class. Right. That's, That's right. That's right. Nobody could make a shot. Nope. I haven't played basketball and I can't even remember the last time. I can't make a shot still. No, neither can I. I'm horrible. Always was, always will be. Why are we talking about basketball? One may ask, our hypothetical viewer asks, who somehow has not looked at the title of this episode. Um, Well, to be fair, the title doesn't give away a lot. You're not going to call this air, parentheses, 2023 basketball movie? Oh, well, now I am. Yeah, there you go. Which wouldn't be quite right, because this is not actually a basketball movie. This is air from 2023. Um... It is basketball adjacent. There's a lot of basketball talk in it. It's really a sneaker is, movie. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, yeah, this is the story of um, how Nike landed Michael Jordan in his rookie year as a pitchman, um, and kind of the birth, because of that, of the Air Jordan shoe, uh, which basically you know revolutionized, I don't know, Nike and marketing <laughs> marketing shoes uh, and. You know, a lot, a lot of other things besides. It was it was a pretty it was, it was a pretty big moment in in it as as much as like a shoe company and like a new shoe can be a big moment. It was well, and if the movie's to be believed, it kind of revolutionized celebrity endorsement of products. That is true. Yes, um, with with the deal that he eventually gets and kind of what that yeah. sort of what that led to. But um, yeah, so this this movie is directed by Ben Affleck. Uh, and stars uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and uh, a bunch of other people besides. A lot of a lot of recognizable uh, people in this movie. Uh, Viola Davis is in this movie. Um, uh, Chris Tucker is in this movie. I uh, forgot to open up the Wikipedia page for this, so I'm not looking <laughs> at who else is in this movie right now and just trying to go from memory. Um, am I missing somebody big in this? Who's yeah, in this Jason Bateman. Obvious? Oh, Jason Bateman, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there are other recognizable people. Marlon Wayans, of all people, has like a one scene thing that he, that he does. Very weird to see Marlon Wayans, period, and more so in like what amounts to like just a normal serious role. Um, but we'll get to him. Um, so Matt Damon stars as Sonny Vaccaro. These are this is a, this is a true story. I'm sure not every single thing that happens in this movie is exactly true, but it's you know it's mostly true. The the the. You know, the broad strokes of this are true. This happened. Um, so Matt Damon is Sonny Vaccaro, who is a. Um, uh, what, what would you call him, guys? Like he's like he, the director of basketball. He's kind of like a scout. He can he can spot talent. Right. Exactly. He's like, yeah, exactly. He's a scout, but he's like a scout for for Nike. He's like one of the you know, he's he's a, a big part of their basketball shoe division. And he um, has innovated in a lot of things you know through his career um but um at the point that we that the movie takes place which is 1984 um the nike is a distant third in basketball shoes to adidas and converse which are you know converse is the shoe that like everybody kind of wears in basketball and has worn for a long time adidas is like the cool shoe the like the thing that 
like everybody wants to wear, especially like urban youth. I think you would say basically yeah. it's, it's like it's like big in the rap scene. It's just big, big like big with like basically African American culture, like up and up and coming. Um, and Nike is not really thought of as like a basketball shoe. It's it, Nike is a big company. They are huge in like running shoes, like they're the number one running shoe company. You guys ever see the movie um, Prefontaine? No, I always wanted no. to. There were two different movies about him. They really came were. out at the same time. Were. It was like one of those things. Yeah, yeah like Candy and whatever that show yeah. is on HBO. Right, now. right, exactly. But but Prefontaine, I think, is supposed to be the better one, right? I think. Yeah, the other one's just called like, the other yeah. one's just called Pre. I think. That's right, and it's, it's kind of the origin story of Nike, which is like it's a running okay. show made for running, yeah. right? Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and so they the basketball the the budget for marketing basketball shoes is very very small for Nike, um, and Nike's. You know, the, the, their modus operandi for bas- for basketball is they basically just they don't even think they're going to get like the top people in any draft class. And in, in this particular draft class in 1984, the number one pick was Akeem Olajuwon. The number two pick infamously was Sam Bowie to the Blazers. And then the number three pick was Michael Jordan. And basically, like all three of them are like off the board. Like it's like, yeah, we're not going to get them. Like, let's focus on the people below that. They have very not a lot amount of money to 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 offer these uh these rookies to be pitchmen for Nike shoes. So they're just going to like split it up. And Sonny Vaccaro like looks at some tape of Michael Jordan and becomes convinced basically that Michael Jordan is special. Like he's like, there's something about him that like he is a difference maker and he becomes convinced that they should just go after Michael Jordan and kind of do what it takes as, as much as they can offer him, they should offer him and sort of, you know, it will be worth it. And that's kind of what the movie is about, is about sort of his courtship, so to speak, of the Jordan family to get Michael Jordan to kind of come to Nike and sort of the ups and downs of that, convincing the higher ups at Nike and the people he works with, convincing the Jordan family. And, you know, some of the important people in that are um, Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, who's the CEO of Nike, he was the CEO for many years. He was a co-founder uh, of Nike. Um, <clears throat> um Jason Bateman plays Rob Strasser, who I think is like really like the the actual like head, right? Like the, kind of the head of the basketball department and and kind of a, more on the marketing very much side of things. Um, Viola Davis plays Dolores Jordan, Michael Jordan's mother. You never really see Michael, which makes sense. He's just a, you know, he's a whatever he is, what, 21 year old or whatever at this point. Um, so you see basically his his dad, James, and his mom, Dolores. And that's, you know, who um, Sonny deals with in in for a lot of the movie when he's talking to the Jordans and in that he kind of bypasses Jordan's agent, who's the famous agent, David Falk, uh, who's played by Chris Messina. Um, mm-hmm. We liked him and um, I care a lot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I missed. Uh, I'm so glad to miss that, but I forgot he was in that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Step up here for Chris Messina. I'm sure he's happy. Um, so that's kind of, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of the other people in this, but um, why don't we start by talking a little bit about Matt Damon? Um, obviously, the lead actor of this movie, and he's more or less in every scene, I think, or pretty, pretty damn close to it if he's not in every scene. So um, how did you guys think uh, Matt Damon did in this movie? I think he did really well. I think, you know, it, it was a it was an interesting performance. Like he he had to be like snappy and quick and and but also like passionate and 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 kind of sincere and like you know he had to play a guy who is a little bit desperate and or at least he played him as a guy who's a little bit desperate 
and you know it just wants every you know just desperately wants everybody to realize what he realizes um and yeah i think i i think i think he did a really good job i think um the the way they wrote the character was interesting like they introduced him as like a guy who's like super good at basketball but loves to gamble and bad at everything else could like you know basically they introduce him by like he gambles on basketball wins a ton of money and then immediately loses it on other things um Mm. And I was expecting that to be like a through line throughout the movie, but it's never really touched on again. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, oh, okay. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's only really touched on like the, the, the fact that he's not good at, yeah, that he loses all the money later on doesn't really come up at all. It's only like in the opening, I don't know, 10 minutes of the movie, like after that, it's like referenced a couple more times where they talk about how it's like, yeah, you always like, you seem to always go through Vegas and like gamble away or like gamble a lot or that kind of thing. And they kind of mention how he's like, kind of a i guess it like informs the idea of him as like a risk taker right, right a little right. bit but then it doesn't really follow through any more than that like it, it feels a little bit in the writing like that was something they maybe like abandoned <laughs> like like after well, a little bit no, like, yeah. i wonder if that was true or if that was just like added for story right yeah yeah that's a good question too like if or if, or toned way down for story right yeah. i right. hypothesize that um chubby matt damon is the better matt damon yeah, he's uh pretty chubby in this. I mean, every, I'm not one every, to, I'm, a, every I'm, I'm not one to talk, but he's yeah. But like out of shape, Matt Damon generally like his characters are like tend to be quirkier and funnier and like really compelling versus like you know action hero Matt Damon. Yes, I would I would definitely agree with that. Have you guys ever and, seen The Informant? Yeah, that's no. what I'm thinking about. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good movie. It's, it's, it's a funny movie. Shrunk too. I can't remember what that one's called. Shrinking oh, maybe. Uh, no. What the heck is it called? Shrinking. Shrinking. Downsizing. Downsizing. Yeah. Or downsized. One of the two. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. 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 It's an Alexander Payne movie. Yeah. But um. But yeah. I think I think there's something to that. You know, when he's like schlubbier, he can kind of play. Like you know, it, it it even though he's the main, he's the lead in this. It's like it ends up being a little more of a character feel to it, like character actor feel to it mm-hmm. when he's kind of schlubby like that. And he he uses yeah, his schlubby like body. He's a little more animated when he's yeah, like chubby yeah, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, especially like they draw attention to it numerous times in this movie about yeah. like you know talking about like do you run and like playing basketball and stuff like that. Speaking um, of which, I love I love the way the movie ended. Oh yeah, me too. The, the, him on the track with the running shoes. That was no, great. No, yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I um I I really felt I was I was right there with him. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I could feel how that felt. <laughs> I was like, no, this ain't, this ain't happening. Um what uh let I'm I'm trying to think of who to go with first in terms of some of the other people in this movie. Um I guess let's start with Viola Davis, um, mm. who's not in like a ton of scenes in the movie, like more than like, you know, she she tends to be a lot of times a bit of a scene stealer. And like she there's like movies like I think of like that movie Doubt that I think she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for where she's like in like one 10 minute scene. But right. it's kind of like, why isn't she in more of the movie? Right. Um, this she's in a lot more of it, but it still felt a little bit like it's like she just classes up the joint. Not that the movie's you know, sophomoric or anything, which she's not there, but it's like, I don't know. She just has such a commanding presence. I think when she's in a scene. Well, I, I saw, know. um, I saw an interview with Ben Affleck. I don't know the other day it's, and, um, she was in the movie because Michael Jordan was like, 
that's who's going to play my mom. Ben, ben, Affleck, mean, like, ben Affleck like tells a story and he's just like, look, making this story about Michael Jordan, I have to talk to the man. And like, to be honest with you, I'm scared shitless of him. It's it's Michael Jordan. And like, what am I going to do? Like say, like, this is a story we're going to tell. I want his blessing. And like, I'm not going to be like, fuck you. I'm going to tell the story without you. But that was his only thing was he was like, she's going to play my mom. He's like, I guess she is. Right. And, you know. The, the role really calls for, I mean, for someone with her kind of command presence. So like, like you know, she plays the mom who, like, knows exactly what she's got and is kind of, kind, kind of in a way, like, almost waiting for everybody else to realize, like, how special her son is. Um, and I think ultimately, like, that's why, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say that, you know, Jordan signs with Nike, but like, <laughs> but the the Surprise! movie portrays, the movie portrays it as like the reason that they do is because, like, you know, she she saw that Sonny realized you know how special he was going to be too, mm-hmm. and that's what put him that's what put her over the edge in, in my opinion. So I thought I thought she was like you know Michael Jordan or not like that's that role is perfectly cast. Yeah, totally. Yeah. By the way, Jordan said he absolutely would have just signed with anybody if they gave him that red Mercedes. It was a hundred percent true that his mom was like, Nope. It, it, I like, <clears throat> I like that detail and I like even more that it's actually true. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's so like, it's so like kid, you know, like, like, like you're a kid fresh out of college. You're like making your first payday and it's like, I want a cool car. Give me a cool car. Like, that's all I care about. I'll right sign now. the thing. Just give me the car. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I, I love like that. That feels so true. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Ben Affleck in this. So, so Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, um, and he's, you know, he's here and there, right? Like there are a few scenes. It's usually him and Matt Damon one-on-one, like in his office. And then other than that, the only time you really see him is like in, he, he comes in in the middle of like the pitch to, to Jordan to, you know, uh, towards the end of the movie. Um, what did you guys think of him? And and maybe maybe there's a little bit of him, and then also the like you, that. I feel like you can't talk about him without maybe talking about the way that Phil Knight's written in this movie as well. Mm, he was a, he was a low point of the movie for me. I would say he was an inconsistent point of the movie. Like, you know, call me a Ben Affleck apologist if you will, but like I think like you, you put him and Matt Damon in a scene together, and like. They're they're really good off. They're really good at playing off each other. Mm-hmm. They're really good at acting together in a scene, and that's super entertaining. The other scenes, yeah, less so. They were. It was it was like weird. Like I felt like he was like weirdly uneven. Like he like he played him as like at, like when they're having the strategy meeting. He's like, yep. He's like he's he's like super competent CEO. He's like that's a great plan. I'm going to come in late. I'm going to do all this stuff. Like and then when he actually is like in the meeting, he's like fumbling and stumbling and like very unsure of himself and when he comes in and starts talking and then they and i realize this is obviously on purpose because of like you know it sets up matt damon's speech but like that into like them turning on the video i was like it was like almost to the point where it's like i feel like i gotta pause this and come back to it it's like i'm cringing so hard right now at this Mm -hmm. scene and and obviously that's intentional so that's good i mean they did a good job i guess making it very cringy but I mean, yeah, but like it needed to be at an eight and they turned it up to 11. Yeah, I agree. It was it was and and I think it's odd. And again, this is nothing really on Affleck this part. But like, um, I mean, I guess 
it kind of is he, he didn't write this but he did direct it so um like it's weird how it's like i i thought it was odd through most of the movie like i found myself thinking at times i was like this movie is like kind of like in some sort of ways it's like you know this like weird corporate biopic kind of thing where it's like you know it's kind of like the story of you know it's not it's not necessarily glorifying nike it was not as much as i thought it would um, because obviously it's like it was this person and a couple of people had to kind of fight against Nike in a lot of ways to get them to do this. But like it was weird, like how like kind of what a buffoon they portray Phil Knight as through the most of the movie. He's like yeah. this like new agey dipshit who like kind of like is constantly like kind of like like you're he, he, is, he is like the antagonist in quite a few ways, like without, you know, not not in the way that you usually think of an antagonist, but he is kind of the roadblock through like quite a bit of the movie um to you know to sunny in in some way shape or form like at the very least he's the person being like you know it's like i don't think this is a great idea and like you know like that kind of thing and it's very and then at the end he just does this like snap turn and it's like if you like just saw that scene and like not the rest of how phil knight is in the movie like i feel like it's really cool like it, it feels like it's you know he's like oh yeah like you know fuck like you know let's let's do it like fuck it um but like it makes no sense with like how he's been in the movie up to that point. And it just feels like we missed a scene maybe where like Phil Knight like is really convinced and you like kind of see it outwardly a little bit of like yep. what Sonny has been saying all along. Like because something he, in that meeting convinces him. Right. Because it, in the pre like the very previous scene, he was still like 100 percent against this. I literally backed up the movie because I thought I must have missed something because it, it gave me so much whiplash. I was like, wait a minute. Now he's totally on board and he's like, let's do this thing. Um, it was really weird. Just right. do it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, that story they tell is also true, by the way, that that slogan was derived from a uh, from a death row inmate. And it was it, that's not I forget exactly what he said. It wasn't it wasn't just do it. But but it was something close to that. Sorry, and that's go, got go, it from. go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. He said, he said just do it, Nike. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you you guys a question about your overall feel for this movie? I I got really into the HBO show show uh, called Showtime. Um, it just dawned on me that's an HBO show. Oh, that's not confusing. Showtime. Yeah. It's about the it's about the Lakers in the eighties. I thought that this movie did. I think both movies do an excellent job of capturing the time frame. This movie started right off with the um, "I Want My MTV" music, like it got you right yeah. into it. The nineteen eighty four montage, yeah, right. But then I got pulled out of it for a hot second because the next song was "Blister in the Sun," and I was like, "Oh, that was in the nineties. And then I looked it up, I'm like, "Nope, that was fucking nineteen eighty three. I figured it must have been old. Yeah, I didn't realize it was either. But when they played it, like I didn't look it up, but I was like, I guess the song was from around then because like everything else is. And it's like, "Mm." yeah, I think I kind of felt like they hit the nostalgia bomb too hard at the beginning. Like I didn't need it. You know, it was like a hat on a hat. Like they went a little too much. It's like and and now listen, maybe if you weren't alive in the 80s, that's very helpful to ground you in the movie. But like as somebody who lived through it, it was like. Yeah, I got it. We're in the 80s. Okay, let's move on. Like, I don't need all this. Yeah, mm, I disagree. I lived it. I, I grew up in the 80s and I, and I liked all of it. I, I mean, I, I will say I, you know, if we're talking, so if we're talking about montages, I will say the montage at the end where like, I mean, Matt Damon's whole speech where he's like, I'm going to tell you your future. Right. 
it, that is a pretty stellar, you know, little part of the like, you know, that's a cut. pretty stellar little piece of filmmaking. Like yeah. that is really it's, good. It's so well. Yeah, I, I was gonna. It's it's. Yeah, for me, it's definitely the best part of the movie. And and like you said, it's like the speech is good, but when they start cutting in all the like what's to come with Jordan, like everything that we know comes afterwards, it was really, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Super well done. Um, so it, yeah, definitely the best, definitely the best part of the movie. I, I think that's... especially, especially for people our age or around there who like, where like, you know, for, for us and people maybe a little bit older than us and a little bit younger than us, it's like Michael Jordan is like, a seminal part of like us growing up like you know even like you know basketball isn't even my favorite sport but it's like i know every single fucking thing in that montage like the back of my oh, hand yeah. like how could you so, not at that yeah. time yeah exactly there was just less things to watch everybody watched michael jordan yeah exactly and by the way he just didn't fucking miss like i don't not know if it mattered gotten, yeah I've, got, I've gotten into basketball again this year because it's just been a fun playoff series but mm-hmm. like last shot of the game for the Lakers game and LeBron got fucking blocked. And I remember I keep hearing people argue like LeBron's the goat or Kobe's the goat or Jordan's the goat. I'm like, dude, like Jordan never got fucking blocked with the game on the line. It just never happened. Yeah. Yeah. He made that fucking shot every time. And and they, and they call that out in the movie, right? That it's, it's another good little speech where he's like, they throw the ball to the freshman, like he's please playing the tape back. Yeah, like, that was great. Look how calm he is, and he is not like he knows he's got this. All these other players, worthy. All these other great yeah. players on the team, they call it for him, and he's just like, "What up?" Yep. Yeah, yeah that was that was a really good scene too. This, um, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but they're not. There's no walking and talking, and they don't talk quite so fast. But this screenplay had like an Aaron Sorkin feel to me at times, like the way, yeah, like the the emotional heft of it. I think like like the way mm-hmm. that they can be like just this side of corny, but like kind of pleasing in 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 that way. Like I felt like this really reminded me of that it, uh, enough so that I looked just to make sure I was like, this isn't a Sorkin <laughs> screenplay, is it? And I was like, no. What did you yeah. guys think of the um the shoemaking scene? Because like it was it was pretty prolific lead up to it's like we need a shoe that like changes the way shoes are shoes basically oh i love that i i I love that little scene because one i love people who really love the like are really into something and like are clearly really good at it yeah um and it's there's there's a there's a great couple of moments that just felt like what real like brainstorming and collaboration feel like, which is like a hard thing to capture. Like a lot of movies try to capture that and it's really hard to do. No, I really, yeah. I like that scene for a lot of like, first of all, I, I think that guy, the guy who plays Peter Moore is like whoever he is. Like, I just think he does a really good job in that role. Like He's a little, a that guy. I see him every now. Yeah, and then. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, I think I looked at it as in Michael, Michael Marr or something like that. But anyway, um, he's great. And then exactly what you were saying, Paul, like I, I love the way that like, I like the way they show that he just kind of like get like he he like gets onto Sonny's wavelength like very quickly. And it's kind of like it's like, right, like the sh- like he is the shoe, like like that kind of thing. And then I really like because like up to that point, I feel like Jason Bateman has just been like exasperated with Sonny like the whole movie. And he's the one who throws in the idea of like it's like, no, make him red and black and like we'll pay his fines. And it's like that yeah. like and, and I think that's like a great idea. And I like that he's the one who comes up with it. Because it makes it more of a team thing rather than have like Matt Damon coming up with every good idea. It's fucking marketing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I rem- I remember that clear as a bell every game. Yeah, 
Yeah, you remember that ad that they did the 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 ad they did for that? Yeah. Where it's like they they made they kept him wearing the shoes and then they had the ad where it's like, you know, like he he wore these shoes, like the NBA the NBA like banned them. He's like, but they can't ban you from wearing them. And it's like yeah, yeah, it's a great ad. Um yeah, I mean they got so much off that. I don't remember if we mentioned it before, but like they thought that these shoes were gonna sell what? A couple million? And they sold a hundred something million. Yeah, at the end, yeah, yeah Ben Affleck's like, well, how much can like we sell like three million shoes a year? How many can they sell? And then it there's like a thing that comes up. It's like they sold 162 million in their first year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how much like a new pair of those in the box goes for these days? Of the of the Air Jordan ones, you're saying? Yeah. I don't know. A couple hundred grand. <laughs> I mean, I could believe it. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, maybe maybe I'm like forgetting something, but I can't think that there's a more certainly not a more famous sneaker. I was gonna, you know, I don't know if there's a more famous shoe, but I didn't catch it because the montage was so quick. Those Air Jordans, those first pair, they didn't have him with the silhouette. They, they didn't, didn't have, have the no, no. That's it. That was those are the that's the second one onward, I think. And yeah, there's happened. a little like data ma in the in the movie where they show that guy creating the Air Jordan. Yeah, symbol. yeah, the like yeah. The, the like what happened to him part of it was like mm-hmm. yeah. They they said that he like yeah it was based on whatever shot of him in the air, jump man, yeah yep jump man symbol. I'm trying to think the couple couple of the other things that really stand out to me, I, I love, I love Matt Damon complaining about Adidas and the fact that Adolf just died and that whole like riff is very it was like surprisingly yeah. funny so he goes by adi it's like yeah but his name's adolf <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah and he's like oh we're going to nuremberg oh you're going to nuremberg you know <laughs> yeah i feel like that, that was really well done actually and, um, and, and the other thing that stands out to me is the, the the interplay between you know the agent and sunny over the phone oh, um, yeah. even though they're not in the room together like those those were really entertaining exchanges back. Like they're just like yelling at each other. It's like, well, what if I do this? Like, well, then I'll be your best friend forever. Yep. You know, but, yeah. but fuck you, you know, fuck you forever. You know? <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, it, it, you know, David Falk's pretty famous as far as agents go. I mean, he's you know he's retired now, obviously, but like back in back in the nineties, eighties, and nineties, he was a huge super agent, and I feel like. Um, I thought Chris Messina did a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I mean, it's a, you know, it's like not, it's not like the hardest role necessarily or whatever, but he, I feel like he did a really good job nailing that energy you were talking about, Paul, of like the, like the really like, like just Uber asshole. But then like at the same time, like you can obviously see how he's a very, very good agent as well. And like very right. slick at the same time. The, the Uber asshole <laughs> who actually doesn't take anything personally. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like him in almost everything I see him in. Yeah, me too. But I, I don't think I've ever seen him in this kind of like in this kind of role. Like he's like a lot of times he's like a little more like every man in, in, in what he does or like, you know, like a, like he's even been a love interest in some things, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was cool to see him in this. Um, what do you guys think about Chris Tucker? Liked him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a mostly straight role. And I like seeing him in it. Yeah. Small yeah. part. Didn't yeah. have the high pitched voice. He just is there. Yeah, it's very weird um, to see Chris Tucker in his like post, like you know, Chris Tucker star or however much of a star he was, kind of way because it's like he was such a very specific like role every time. Like you know, he did his thing basically, even right. when he's you know fucking 
I can't even can't even remember his name now in Fifth Element. Um, well, his best role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but it's still a version of him, <laughs> a very totally. weird looking version of him, but still a version of him. But like, I've seen. I, I think the first thing I saw him in, like where he's like this Chris Tucker, was like Silver Linings Playbook, where he was like randomly there as like Bradley Cooper's like one of his like best friends or whatever. And it was like, is that Chris Tucker? And, was, it, and, it, and I've still never get over that. I've seen him in a couple things afterwards and it's still always just like, it really is Chris Tucker, huh? And it's like, he's just a guy. <laughs> he's like, he's filled out. He's not like super thin anymore either. So yeah. Yeah. He's it, just a guy, but he, I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody else? I, I think we've probably covered every, pretty much everybody in the movie, unless I'm forgetting someone. I mean, we didn't really talk about Jason Bateman beyond just, you know, the, little bit i said he has a nice he he has that nice scene i would say with matt damon before the pitch over that weekend when he kind of like when he talks about like his you know his his daughter he only has custody of every sunday and kind of kind of like gives gives matt damon a little bit of a nice talking to where he's just kind of like you kind of you know you've you bet a lot on this and i don't know that you really thought about all of us and like what it'll you know mean mean to us if this doesn't work Reading between the lines, I really get the impression, and from and and from reading a little behind the scenes stuff, that like his that character's role in the process probably was cut the cut down the most, mm-hmm. um, and that in actuality he had a much bigger role um, in the process, um, and like it's funny because that that whole scene with like you know, you know, I would I would go buy the Nikes for my daughter or whatever, like some of it felt a little bit undercut knowing the fact that like he was already a millionaire at that point and like had, you know, had gone through Nike's IPO and like was super rich, but was still working there. But yeah, I feel like it, you can, I feel like you can kind of tell, watch the movie. I was like, eh, I get the sense that like, it's like, why is this guy here? It's like, cause he was probably really there and probably did a lot more than they're giving him credit for in this movie. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, and th- there are a couple other things, I think, like, again, reading afterwards, like, it's like, one of the things they don't put in here, which makes sense, because it doesn't really fit the story that they're trying to tell is that it's like, my understanding is, and Will, you might have read about this, because I know you, this is something you were kind of familiar with the story, um, is that like, when they first showed Jordan that shoe, he was kind of like, it's kind of ugly, like, 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 I think he, he like, he had, he had critiques very much of the right. original shoe. Right. Um, and was not like the biggest fan of like the actual look of the shoe itself. And then they kind of reworked it around, like kind of in response to his critiques. Also, he didn't like the way it, it was uncomfortable the first time he put it on. They had to change the inside of it too, to fit his foot better. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that, I think that makes sense too. But to be fair, they fucking turned around a shoe like in like normally takes years to design a shoe. Right. Right. Around right. Like a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the decision to not really show Jordan, like, uh, except for like the back of his head? Made that note. I I actually really like that. I really really like that. It didn't in the end. Like, I don't know if, in order to thread that needle to have somebody be Michael Jordan, that was a real fine needle to thread, and I thought it was a good move to just leave that leave that completely out. Yeah, I'm. I I probably agree with you willie I'm, I'm a little more on the fence about it but i think i'd lean towards like better that they did it than not do it for exactly what you said the the other side of it maybe is that <clears throat> and this might have been the truth <clears throat> excuse me 
this might have been the truth, but it does kind of leave you with the impression that like Michael Stor- Michael Jordan was mostly just a bystander for all of this. Mm-hmm. Like he was just kind of like letting his mom and and dad to a smaller extent like, just do it all. 19, 20? Like he was a right, kid. Right, right, right. And, and like I said, that may have absolutely been true. But you also know that there are very much like 20, 21 year olds in these exact lines of business who are very involved or like much more like I'm going to make my decisions or like whatever sure. it is. Like you think these about days. like Lamar Jackson or someone, you know, who's like, always served as his own agent since he came sure. into the league. Yeah. I think they, they cover that off a little bit by kind of saying like, well, he doesn't really give a crap about shoes. Like, you know, like, and that's kind like why his mom's kind of running it. Right. The thing that I kind of thought was like, like I do think it was the right choice at the end. The, the, the thing that makes me wiggle on a little bit is like, it gives him like almost like a, you know, a deity like quality by like not showing his face and, but, you know, having people just like, you know, heaving praise at him. And like, I kind of watched the movie and got that impression. And then afterwards, I was like, well, is there anybody that kind of deserves that treatment? You know, Michael Jordan kind of just kind of, yeah. just kind of earned that treatment. So right. I think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But that's a good point. Like, it totally does have that feel, especially because he's there. You see the back of his head sometimes, or mm-hmm. he's just off camera and they're addressing him. But like, you right. don't actually see him. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like, they put it in your face in a lot of ways, like without him being there. It's like it is made very clear that it's like we're not showing you this person. You know who they should have had play him? You? Who what? should they have had? Michael B. Jordan. Oh, well, oh. of course. <laughs> I was I was that would have been legitimately hilarious. surprised. I was I was it's Michael ex- Jordan. <laughs> I was expecting to see Michael Jordan in this movie somewhere. And, oh. and I know we saw like the archival news footage, but I was actually expecting him to show up like at the end or something. Um, I was like kind of surprised, a, like, so like in a years later thing or something like yeah, that, yeah, or, or something. Like it just it just felt a little weird that like well, like it it felt like a movie made after Michael Jordan died, um, and because it because like it was so much about him, but like but he didn't show up in the movie anywhere, and it felt a little weird, right. I mean, they do have the post, but even that by this point is a while ago, the the Hall of Fame speech, um, which I thought was funny if you know that Hall of Fame speech, right? Because it's like they focus on, obviously, for the movie, like it's him talking about his mom and like how important she was. And it shows his real mom and he's having the conversation. Like, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, like that Hall of Fame speech is kind of infamous because he used it to like call out anybody who had ever been like doubted him in his life. Like, oh, yeah. like practically by name. And like, I remember like at the time, like a lot of people being like, that was kind of uncalled for. Like, it's like, you're the, <laughs> you're the greatest ever. I don't think you need to be this petty in your hall well, of fame. Like acceptance. It absolutely speech. is. Yeah. That's, what I mean, that that's good. Michael. Yeah, exactly. You guys watch last dance. No, no. My yeah. God, guys, I, 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 I heard it was so great. great. Yeah. So, yeah so I heard good. it was so great. There is, um, there's a fair bit in that, in that docu docuseries about, the sneaker stuff too. I think that's why I know a, a little chunk about this too. Nice. So anything else uh, that you guys uh, have to note about this movie? Mm. I always like the song be like Mike always like that song. Yeah. It, it like the mo- yeah. End credits, like the moment the first line started, it was like just singing along. It was like, yeah. it's like I hadn't, I hadn't heard it in a long time. And it was like, yeah. sometimes I dream. Yeah. He is me. It's like, yeah. And you should like you should have seen it t- coming because they talked in the beginning about Run DMC mentioning Adidas in a in a song, 
and it's like oh yeah that you know they actually actually wrote a song about michael about jordan. michael jordan right yeah but i i had totally forgotten that song even existed and the second it came on i remembered everything about it oh yeah i feel like was that a pepsi commercial it was a nike commercial um i don't I think it was a yeah, I don't think it was a Nike commercial. Yeah, right? I, I, thought I, it, I thought it was a Pepsi I think it commercial. was Pepsi. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Yeah. I think Guy's one of the rich. He's, he's a billionaire, you know? He's, he's kind of crazy rich. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mostly he's from the shoes. Yeah. He's still a part owner of the Hornets, right? And, and kind of the majority owner of them, I think. Wait. Are the Hornets used to be called the Bobcats? Yes. The, okay. ones, that, the, the, the ones who are actually in Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. He also has like one of the best um, fishing teams on the planet. Really? Yeah. A, f- a fishing team? Yeah. It was a crazy like fishing boat, and he's like his team wins all the time. Huh. Oh, he also owns a NASCAR team. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, got a lot of irons in the fire. Eh, good for him. I'm glad he made something of himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good for that guy. I thought he peaked in college. What did I know? <laughs> <laughs> you could be right up there with that convenience store clerk. Mm-hmm. I will say, in the 80s, we had the same VCR that Matt Damon uses to rewind that tape. Oh, that click. And I had the it had the wired remote. Yep. Yeah, it did not rewind anywhere nearly as smoothly or as quickly as they show. And I, because I remember fast forwarding, rewinding with that thing, and like you'd hit the rewind button, and it would probably be eight seconds before the tape would start moving backwards. It was yeah. ridiculous. I don't think I had exactly the same one, but I definitely had one with a wired remote. And yes, it was, yeah. And, and God forbid, like you, you, you figured out really quickly not to just go from rewinding straight to fast forwarding either, because it's like the whole thing could just like break. Yeah, you didn't like stop, the tape didn't right stop first and then and then do it. Definitely to fix the tracking. Yes, always, always fix the tracking. He didn't fix the tracking. What was he doing? To this day, I don't know what tracking is on a VCR, but it's just the cares? thing that just just the thing that makes the weird streaks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they put the streaks in there, though? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do some uh, come up with some final thoughts, final grades. Slap them on as we do. Um, Willie, why don't you go first? I enjoyed this movie. Enjoyed it tip to toe. I thought the only thing that didn't flow was um, a couple of the Ben Affleck scenes. A rhyming review. Yeah. And with that, I'll say adios. Uh, No. uh, It's a four. All right. I kind of want to watch it again, to be honest with you. I almost watched it a second time. I I know Paul took a minute to, to, to watch it. I saw it and I was like, let's watch this movie. I watched it the next day. So it's like three weeks old for me now. I'm like, I almost watched it a second time because it was like, no, it was good. I could watch it again. Um, I like this movie. Um, uh, There's, you know, there's a few things like they hit a little too hard. The other thing I didn't get to mention that I feel like they hit way too hard is the conversation um, between Jordan's mom and Sonny where she wants a cut of the the profits. Towards the end. And he's just explaining over and over again in like a 10-minute scene why that's not going to work. Um, and there's a, there's a couple places like that where it's just like, yeah, they could have, like a lighter touch would have would have gone a longer way here. Um, but it's a movie I really like. Walked away feeling, feeling um, you know, 
feeling feeling really good and feeling like you know oh yeah I, like it conjured up all those feelings of when jordan was playing and everything and how exciting that was um yeah it's a, it's a three and a half for me yeah um i'll go three and a half as well i, th- I think i i agree with paul's critiques uh of it but i can't deny i mean it was uh it was a just a pleasing movie to watch just fun and i agree i mean i i might i mean i probably won't go back and watch it again because i barely watch movies nowadays i just whatever but if i if it was on or if for some reason someone was like like you know i was i don't know at my parents house and they wanted to watch it or something like that i'd be like sure, yeah totally i'll watch it um it's it's uh it's an easy watch i think overall it goes by relatively quickly i think and uh especially if you have any nostalgia for for like jordan and like you know just all that that time period in any way like i think it'll land even better i I definitely go back and watch matt damon's speech again yeah that was that that was was a great scene yeah it was really well done we didn't talk about the um the purple car that's true we did not talk about the purple car it takes what was it however 17 yeah to get that shade of purple anyway yeah just a just another thing where they really made him out to be a douche (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it really made me wonder like it was kind of a thing where it's like well i guess nike isn't paying for this because <laughs> i can't nope. imagine they they would like this Mm-mm. so yeah is he is he's not is he still in charge of nike no he's like the ceo emeritus or whatever you want to call him now um i, I forget when he retired i, I looked this up down. before yeah but he's like he's like 85 or something like that now um yeah. so yeah all, all these guys i i looked up everyone i could kind of um who had a wikipedia page and they were all it was interesting they were all like right around the same age more or less like they were all like 45 or so when all of this took place Mm. like phil knight sonny vaccaro uh whoever the dude who uh chris tucker plays is i think even david falk was like right around that age so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah because i because i did wonder it's like how old are these guys supposed to be like i wasn't entirely sure and so our age apparently yeah more or less more or less our age which is a weird feeling so i Let's mean go make a shoot all those all those actors are older than that of course <laughs> so um i'm gonna flip for a second here early and earlier than we usually do to our mailbag hmm. um Fli- because flipping early Yes, exactly. Because we got um, we got an email from Todd. Hello, Todd. And this one is blessedly simple, and I think it leans into something kind of nice. So Todd says, love watching you guys. I don't know what he means by watching, but there we are. Um, you guys are the goats. Again, thank you. I don't, don't know why you would say that, but we'll take it. Um, wondering what you guys are looking forward to in the theater for the rest of this year. And he, he, he gives a couple he's looking forward to, but I, I, I wanted to throw it to you guys and, and myself to talk a little bit about that, because that is a simple question. Just what what are we looking forward to that's coming out this year? And he said theaters, but I don't know, maybe we can include if something's coming out on streaming, anything new, maybe that's that's coming out the rest of the year. I can think of a couple of, like I haven't looked at everything that's coming out or anything. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the- like. I mean, the first thing that popped into my head when you said that was Oppenheimer. Mm. Yeah, that was the first thing that popped into my head too. And then I looked up more, and I was like, "Oh, there's some other things here." Dune, as well, yeah, and that and that's yeah, the other one. Dune. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's there's been um, there's been trailers for both of those over the last couple of weeks or so, as of when we are 
talking about this. And uh, and then another one that I don't know exactly how much we were looking forward to or weren't, you know, a year or two ago, but that has had some pretty awesome trailers that have been coming out has been The Flash. The, yeah. It, you yeah. Know, and a lot of that maybe comes down to Michael Keaton uh, in being oh, in yeah. the trailers. Very much I- so. And I am also curious. I'm also super curious to see how they work that movie, like in given like the broader things that are happening in the DC, DC. universe. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, I I kind of believe that like they rework the ending somehow, and it's going to be a very ambiguous. Like, well, what's the world like now at the end? Because like, do we talk about this? Like in 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 the original story, like the universe does get rebooted at the end of Flashpoint. Right, uh, and this is, is yeah, this is the, this is, the this story is Flashpoint, of Flashpoint. Basically, yeah. So, like, it's a kind of perfect opportunity to just be like, well, we'll see what's going to happen. You know, like, like this leads into the James Gunn kind of reboot of the DC yeah. universe. And I, I hope they take advantage of that, because if they don't, that's going to be it's a perfect opportunity. I hope so. I hope they take advantage of it. Yeah. yeah um, next to into the Spider-Verse movie, I'm looking forward to, too. That comes yeah, out. And the, yeah, I was going to say that's coming out very soon as of when we're actually recording this. I'm yeah, very it'll much be, looking it'll forward actually to this. Be out. It'll be out by the time we release the show. Yes, that is true. Um, a yeah, couple, I, can't, a movie, I can't wait for that. Yeah, a movie that um, I've that's already out, but I haven't seen yet because one of the 2023 movie is John Wick 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big John Wick fan, so I, I'm, I'm down to see it. Yeah, I mean, those are, yeah, um, the talking, going back to some of the other ones we talked about at first, because we talked a little bit about The Flash, um, you know, Oppenheimer, I think I'm very interested in for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I, I think like that's just an interesting story to tell about, you know, the Manhattan Project and about Oppenheimer, the man and and, and that sort of thing. Two, it's a Nolan movie, and it seems... I mean, who knows? Well, we'll see what it ends up like. But it seems poised to be very unlike most... Like, I'm, I'm interested to see how this one will be like most of his other movies and in what ways it'll be unlike it, because, you know, it feels mm-hmm. like some of his, uh, his usual things that he touches on in his movies that they all have in common, other than the cast, which is absolutely there. Um, I'm not quite sure how they'll fit into this one, right? Like, it's like, I don't really see there being some kind of weird fractured time narrative or anything like that that seems to pop up so often in his things. Um, we'll see if there's daddy issues going, <laughs> going on. A, a, a uh, mother or wife figure being killed. These are, the, these are the things that seem to pop in to Chris Nolan movies a lot. But yeah, I'm interested in that in a lot of ways. And then... And then I really liked um, that Dune Part 2 trailer. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it was just well done. It was great to focus on the sandworm stuff. It's um, great to see Florence Pugh in it, who you know I kind of look forward to nowadays and everything she's in um, being in this one as well. Yeah, it makes me want to rewatch the first one again to get ready for it. Yes, me too. And I, I definitely will before it comes out. And I'm also excited because like when dune came out i was not in a you know i i didn't watch that in the theaters i was not in the theater going away at that point at at all and this one i will mm-hmm. almost certainly watch in the theater and i'm excited to do so uh, a couple other things we haven't mentioned indiana jones yeah i i i would probably be on i would i would probably say cautiously optimistic with that one it's like it's it's you know 
the the trailer looked good but you know it's it's hard after what happened the last time to be fully like oh yeah this will be great yeah i just want it to be fun exactly just make a fun, just make a fun indiana jones movie again yeah agree what about uh what about the mission impossible movie I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I think all the Mission Impossible movies are are like a lot of fun, basically, and just very well done. Uh, through yeah. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater. Like, it, I might just wait until it comes out on something. But like, I'm sure I will enjoy it when it when it comes out. Like, I've just liked all of the last like three or four of them. The 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 what was the Fallout? Was that the most Fallout was the last one? Yeah, yeah, that one I didn't love super a lot. Like, I feel like. The Mission Impossible movies have gotten they gotten the same issue that I kind of felt like the Daniel Craig Bond movies picked up, which is like they got super into their late in the series mythology, like mythology, yeah, yeah, which I didn't love about the Daniel Craig Bonds, and I'm starting not to love about you know these the Mission Impossible movies. Right, I I do agree that it's like if if this movie has like I mean, it's fine if he's there for some part of it, but it's like if this movie has like a lot of like solomon lane coming back again and it'll be yeah. like a little bit like okay i mean i like them as a bad guy i mean I, he was i think he's a terrific bad guy in the first one he's in in, in rogue nation but like but, yeah yeah if yeah exactly i i agree i i will say i liked fallout less than i like ghost protocol or rogue nation which yeah, i would say good, are my two favorites get jeremy renner out of mothballs for this movie and bring yeah. him back oh well know? i mean not just mothballs get him out of a fucking traction Oh well, yeah, no, I don't think he's in Dead Reckoning Part One. <laughs> no, I, but, I, yeah. What about um, so, so the, a bunch of MCU movies? Most of them don't appeal to me. Um, yeah, what are except, the ones that are coming? Uh, Blue Beetle is coming. No, that's not MCU. Uh, that's that's DC. Blue Beetle. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Forgot but, about uh, that. But the Marvels is coming out, which I I think I'm a person who liked the first Captain Marvel more than most um so i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to that yeah i i would say something i'm looking forward to that is not a movie related to that is the secret invasion series is coming to disney plus mm. pretty soon which will star samuel l jackson um and i think i'm assuming ben mendelson is in it too since it's a scroll thing he um, yeah yeah based on the previews we saw <laughs> yeah he's in a fair amount yeah um so I'm, I I think that could be good because it's like I've generally, um, I don't know I I, I feel like they might do a decent job with like kind of a more, like I don't know folk like I'm just gonna say grounded but you know this is about a bunch of shapeshifters taking like like moving in like trying to take over the the world or whatever so it's you know grounded in quotes he said uh thing so yeah th those i'm looking forward to like not as much as the other stuff we said it's weird this is the first time in memory that i can remember probably actively being a little more excited for a dc movie than i am for any marvel movie that's coming out this year by which of course you'd be in the aquaman movie yes exactly aquaman. yeah i mean what else would i mean i actually mean shazam fury of the gods from you know earlier <laughs> the beginning of the year two months ago yeah <laughs> um uh no, but yeah, seriously, I, I think like, and, and again, so much of it is probably like the Michael Keaton thing, but like, I am more interested in the flash than, than, you know, any of these other ones. Um, but yeah, I also liked, I'm, I'm not someone who really bad mounts the Captain Marvel movie. I thought it was fun. 
And then the last one I want to ask you guys, any thoughts on the the Timothy Chalamet Wonka movie? Technically coming out this year. I have trouble seeing this movie being any good. No, right. It's um who's the person who's doing it? Like there's something there was something about that that made me feel like, eh, maybe and I can't remember. Oh, I remember now. So the guy who's doing it is the guy who did the Paddington movies. Okay. Which are pretty good if you've ever seen them. The Paddington movies are like kind of fun um, in like kind of a goofy way. Um, So I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like I think it could be decent. I don't know that it'll be like amazing, but it could be like fun in that kind of way. We're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of just like good, wholesome fun in, in, in a way. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like there are certain things that you just can't, like, when you get lightning in a bottle, you can't recapture it. And Yeah, th- there's also a part of me that just feels like, I, I mean, I guess there have been movies that have ended up good that I've said this about before, but, like, there's a little bit of it's like, did was someone dying to hear this story of, like, right. how Willy Wonka became Willy Wonka? Like, isn't it isn't it better than, I feel like in some ways it's better not to know that. Like, I, I prefer Willy Wonka as, like, a mystery, as just, like, he is this crazy candy like mogul who like has this ridiculous factory with these oompa loompas that he like you know went to whatever like what does a book say like he went to some oompa loompa country and like and got them from there or something like it's just i i love the way i love the idea of him just like fully formed and like yeah yeah, yeah i don't need to see his struggles and his tribulations and how he got yeah. there this like yeah. very much reminds me of the Patton oswald stand-up bit about the prequels where he's like, where where it's like the idea of him like going back in time or whatever and hearing from George Lucas. And he's like, he's like, and he's he's like, oh, I'm gonna make these prequels. And he's like, ah, oh, that's awesome prequel. And he's like, well, you know, Darth Vader is a guest. Darth Vader, Darth Vader is the best. He's like, well, you get to see what Darth Vader was like as a kid, as a little boy. He's sad, and it's like it's kind of thing. He's like, I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, why, why would I want to see Darth <laughs> Vader as a boy? And the same thing as like Boba Fett. It's like, ah, oh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett's like badass. And he's like. Well, in this, you get to see him as a little kid, a little sad kid. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it feels a little bit like that. Another movie um, I know very little about, but I'm but with the pedigree, I guess it's kind of a thing where it's like, well, we'll see how it is, is the Martin Scorsese movie, The Killers of the Flower Moon, because with, you know, it's directed by Martin Scorsese has Leo and De Niro in it. So with that it like feels a little bit like unless it's like an overlong kind of overly serious kind of thing like I, I feel like it'll be like that could be interesting and good and there's only so much longer that those guys will well maybe not leo but the other two will have to kind of work with each other so i'm kind of interested for that so that's it those are some of the movies that we are interested in heading into the rest of the year and we'll probably hit at least a couple of them on this, There's on this actually a lot coming out this year, isn't it? There is, yeah. Didn't even mention the, the 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 next Transformers movie, which I am a goddamn sucker for. Yes. <laughs> we I also mean, haven't. I, uh, I, I was gonna say we also haven't mentioned Fast Ten, which which already came out. I think right. It's out right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one I'll catch on video. Is it Fast Ten or Fast X? I don't know what what people are calling it. Fast X. Yes. <laughs> sounds like an old DVD company. Yeah, Fastix sounds like the like something that like Billy Mays or the Sham Wow guy would sell. That's right. <laughs> All 
All right. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can do so by uh, sending it to talk to podflix at gmail.com. Um, you can send us a softball like that. We'd love it. Or you could send us, uh, you know, something a little more complicated like we usually talk about. Either one. People are going to send will... us our math homework. <laughs> exactly. That'll be next. <laughs> Hope you want it answered in two months. Yeah, exactly. It'll take us a while to get to this email, and then it'll be a couple months before we get this episode out. All right. That's it. Go home. Or, as I would say, you either die a hero or you see yourself live long enough to see yourself become a villain. <laughs> Lazy Batman. <laughs> Low energy Batman. Yeah.